Hello and welcome to the 551 Podcast. I am Wes Burdine. I'm joined by uh, two phone users right now. Uh, <laughs> no, it's man. Eric Silverpenneman. No, no Rodrigo... you call them Schifferdecker either, so it's Eric Schifferdecker. Uh, yeah, Rodrigo Sanchez Jeffrey. Yeah, good to see you guys. We, we look identical. We're basically twins. That's right. Uh, um, one, one, one lives in Philly. The other I did find lives. out through my 23 Guys, I am the host of this podcast. No, I'm just going to I'm trying to uh, help you out here. <laughs> Wait, you 10% have a 23 Dutch. I didn't realize I was 10% Dutch. Oh. So there you go. Oh. Eric Schifferdecker, Brenneman. <laughs> uh no okay uh yeah we are we are not joined by uh Schiefer Decker this week he he has uh an early bedtime I hope your uh, memorial days were satisfactory and and relaxed it was raining relaxed. and cool but we hosted a family out um we hosted um family members so it was nice to be a tourist in my own city so that was kind of <laughs> interesting so where did you take them well you know they they're big uh they're big uh Ramsayers fan mm. so they wanted to go to fifth element so we went to fifth element then i took them to the midtown global market yep. to get some oh, food cool. and like they were all up on the food that was really good um i got to have some many tortas i usually don't have many tortas because i'm never in the area but it's it's a good spot to go to the new moroccan joint there is for real it's so is mama d's mama d's southern food is pretty good too yeah. anyways um then we went to the sculpture garden. <laughs> we're not going to let Wes talk about all this and, and, and Wes is not running this podcast no more. <laughs> he's out of here. You know. Um, it's but, Memorial uh, Day. He's yeah, off. So, yeah. He's off. <laughs> and then, you know, the typical thing, Mall of America, but that's all right. All right, Wesley, if you must. I uh, I am, I'm, uh, every June, my family goes away, um, and I'm left to do, to have a uh, lonely bachelor man camp. And uh, so this is my first weekend. And uh, Sunday after the game, I slept until 11.30. Hey. And was like, I'm not getting out of my pajamas until 5 p.m. Beautiful. Uh, and then today I had to go back and do work, real work. But I did take one day of just doing literally nothing. And it felt very satisfying. Mm. Uh, and then last night at midnight, I was trying to go to bed. But since I'd woken up so late, couldn't. And I, I, I just hear someone yell, the cops are coming out, out, out the windows. I'm like, oh, all right. Well, maybe, you know, maybe it's someone warning his buddies or something. And then I hear a woman yell, the cops are coming. I'm like, that's interesting. So I go to the, my, I, I sleep in the back of the house. I go to the front window and I'm like listening. I hear some screaming, a woman screaming. I'm like, oh crap, what's, what's going on? Damn. And then uh, I go outside and like, neighbors are now all outside it was a nice night and uh there's a woman in the park at the end of the block uh then we we kind of all go down there and she's almost naked just obviously having uh a uh, drugs were involved I, i i would say and um and so yeah everyone was like once they got down there they're like oh this is just a naked woman yelling at us yelling like you, you, and all this, and uh, and so everyone kind of like the cops took like ten minutes, even though that there's a police station like four blocks away, and uh, and then eventually the cops show up, and they kind of get the, their flashlights, and she's taking down her underwear and just shaking her ass, go shake my ass, shake my ass, <laughs> <laughs> and so all the all the neighbors are kind of out just like chatting, like, all right, well, happy uh, happy Memorial Day. So anyway, that's that's my. Uh, <laughs> That's my real midway uh, oh, oh, story. Oh, uh, no. Yeah, no. It was, that's, 
That's pretty. Yeah, I, yeah. It's your podcast now. So yeah, I got it back. All right, I'm gonna let's take a break. We'll listen to Big Quarters. We'll come back, and we've got lots of news around the world. Then obviously we're gonna talk about Minnesota United uh, and Grant Wall Day. Shake my ass. Shake my ass. <laughs> pretty funny. <laughs> All right. Uh, U20s. The U20 World Cups are going on. Uh, uh, where? 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 In Poland. Poland. And so today. Just testing you. Today at the at the bar we had um, uh, on one TV the U US versus Nigeria, and on the other TV it was Union Berlin uh, and the 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 Bundesliga uh, promotion uh, or relegation playoff. Let's talk about the U.S. U-20s. They played uh, Ukraine first. It lost 2-1. to one. They won then today on uh, Monday 2 nothing against Nigeria. Um, what impresses me so much about this team is um, that they can really possess the ball and really move it, uh, move it well. I know you guys probably haven't watched it, so I'll just tell you about I it. Watch, but... I watch highlights, but okay. what do you think of Tab Ramos then at that one? Uh... I mean, it's really hard to, to, to say. With um, Against Ukraine, they were a well-organized defensive counterattacking team. They got two counterattacking goals on us. Um, uh, I thought still that, that the U.S. looked good. They're, they're able to really just like do one-touch shocker and really possess it well in a way that's really fun to watch. Um, and it really worked against Nigeria where um, – uh, Soto, I think Chris Soto uh, got two goals. Yeah, he did. Um, uh, I was bummed that it wasn't on Telemundo because they were covering everything on the weekend and then went back to their telenovelas for today, even though it was different a, kind of drama. Yeah, well, it's on it's on Fox at least, so we or Fox Soccer Sports One, so we had that. Um, and yeah, I, I think that there's there's guys in there who I've obviously seen uh, Pax and Pomacle play. Uh, um. Uh, but guys like um, who is it? Conrad. He plays for Barcelona, right wing. I forget his full name. Um, uh, you got him. You've got uh, a couple of the well, the midfielders actually. A lot of them are uh, FC Dallas. Um, Cerillo didn't uh, play, but um, Severino did. Uh, he got a goal against Ukraine. Anyway, I, I just it's really exciting. The three teams get out of the group, so they're they're going to advance but it's a question of who they'll meet in the the next round yeah it's gonna be interesting following and see how you know how many u20s have an impact no longer i mean impact in not only upcoming tournaments but you know upcoming world cup so that's that's hopeful so yeah i'm excited for senegal senegal's got all six points going into their final who's it, match who's in their group they got colombia they got the hosts and whoever the last one is i can't Did they remember. play colombia yet yeah, um, I don't remember. I don't think. So. I don't think so. I think that's your last game. But yeah, the Pablo's been screaming and yelling about Uruguay, of course, who are also doing really about well. About who? What? Yeah, never heard of them. <laughs> never heard of. Never them. heard of them. Oh, Tahiti. Everybody's right. been, yeah. everybody's been beating up on poor Tahiti. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, so the 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 final match in our group in the U.S. group is on Thursday at one thirty. Will be open. It's uh, against Qatar. The real question is. Um, how Ukraine Nigeria will uh, will end up? Um, Ukraine only beat Qatar by one, uh, so you know it, it may end up being Nigeria win, and then it's a goal differential thing. Yeah. 
um, uh, Nigeria beat uh, With Qatar four to nothing. So. Right, so what you're sh- you cheering for is for Nigeria to beat Ukraine, and that way you or tie. Either and then have a big win with the U.S. I mean, we just want the U.S. US to win, Nigeria, and then however so. it shakes out. There's there's various... Yeah. Uh, but Speaking but, of beatdown, you know, Argentina beat um, Republic of South Africa like 5-2, I think mm-hmm. it was. And even though it was like, you know, a display of arsenal, like uh, South Africa had some really good opportunities to make this like a... Like a blowout, like you know, ten ten goal ten goal game. So I mean, I saw I, highlights of that like really fast. Yeah, no, it was just all fast play. Um, you know, a little defensive mishaps, but overall, I think that that was exciting. Argentina looked strong, but you know, we'll see what happens in, in the next couple of games. So, cool. um, Josh Iha asks, um, how much can we pay Tab Ramos to come coach for us? <laughs> and uh, you know, well, right. I mean, we'll talk yeah. about. Heath in or out uh, later in the in the pod, but yeah, I mean Manny's friends with Tab. Yeah. I mean, lots of people are friends with Tab in this uh, in uh, the league. But um, boy, would that be awesome to watch? Um, uh, you know, we don't have many youth players for him to play with. Yeah, no. What <laughs> wow. I would say is, I just I would just like to keep Tab doing what he's been doing, and just let him let him coach this whole team, and then maybe when he's got like a year or two more. Then, then jump into something else, or maybe jump into national team. National team, right? I mean, it's all, it's all, it's all perspective, right? I mean, if Bruce Arena gets a chance anywhere, so um, possibilities um, are endless. People to to go to the other news. I I said Union Berlin uh, played. So Union Berlin. Do you guys know much about this team? No, but I do know that a bunch of people tweeted at me, and apparently Blackheart knows <laughs> me and Eric by first name basis. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Who does? Says a lot. The Twitter account for Blackheart knows us on first name basis. Oh, yeah. Well, it's, that's usually Zeller. Yes, that's what I was going to say. Um, so, uh, <laughs> so anyway, Union Berlin, uh, East German team or East Berlin team. Uh, well, you're so, right. Uh, I mean, you, the last time they had success, yeah, yeah. it was East Germany. And so, um, so uh, Hertha, we're, we're here, West Berlin team. Uh, obviously, neither of them, neither of the Berlin teams have ever been that big, but Hertha are. Uh, are bigger, you know, and they've been uh, in the in the Bundesliga. Um, Union is very similar to St. Pauli, very um, working class, left wing, uh, great support. And um, there's actually, so a friend of a friend, uh, um, our friend MJ introduced me to his friend Conrad, who's from Berlin. He's a Union fan. He was at the Hertha game. Was this the photo of the one dude, like right in front of the, yeah, yeah, the yeah. TV screen? So, so awesome. but uh, he was at, he was at the Hertha game the other day and had his Union uh, jersey on, but he, he like kept it underneath a, a jacket. Uh. And, um, and so today he and like seven others, a couple other Germans were there watching and um, Union Berlin have never been in the top flight. Never. Like uh, 1968 East yeah. German final. Was yeah, the bef- last before big yeah before uh, um, the the wall even went up, I believe. Amazing. Uh, um, anyway, so them getting promoted is a huge deal. After the game, there was this gargantuan uh, pitch invasion where literally the entire. Uh, entirety of East Berlin was out on the pitch, uh, so it's really exciting. I- I'm excited for them. Uh, you know, uh, now we've got some uh, some um, Bundesliga fans who will who will come watch with me. And uh, you know who the new team that's, that's joining the EPL is, right? And that's uh, Aston Villa. Yeah, that that opened up for the the nine nine a.m. game game today. Um, 
yeah, uh, it was the John Terry versus Frank Lampard Derby. Yep. Um, I was just going for craziness, cheering for crazy. So originally I was cheering for Aston Villa because I, I couldn't stomach the idea of hearing an entire year of hearing about Frank Lampard as manager. <laughs> and then I was like, yeah, but John Terry's a racist. And then, you know, Jeb Brovsky, who's buddies with Frank, always talked about how nice Frank Lampard was. So then I was mm. like, oh, maybe I should be cheering for Derby. But anyway. Overall, congrats. rule number one. Don't get relegated again. Yeah, don't. Yeah. And then after that, beat Arsenal, beat the Spurs. That's it. Keep it simple. Um, I'll say I'm drinking right now left-handed uh, um, flam- left-hand brewery, their uh, Flamingo Dreams uh, beer, which is a nitro, and it's like pink and raspberry. Uh, they're, Are they they're, new sponsors? Their rep was, no. Get the jingle out. Get the jingle out. No, they got to throw some, they got to get the money going. No, but they uh, their rep was at the, the bar the other day because he was going to the game, and uh, I guess he, he's already trying to get, like hang out with Madison and get, get the, these people in. Um, but I, I like the beer. It's kind of fun. Uh, two, two final things, I guess I'll say. Europa League final is Wednesday, uh, 1.30 or 2, 2 o'clock. Arsenal versus Chelsea. You can't cheer, cheer for Meteor. Hurry, who, who do, you, do you have any cares about this? Not really. Other I than mean, cheering just, against the host nation. Yes, that's, they, what I was, that's definitely what I'm cheering. I'm cheering against Baku and... The Mkhitaryan and all that garbage. Not against Mkhitaryan, but all the shit that happened yeah. around him. Uh, and then, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm, I've I've had to wear Arsenal scars for um, for bets I lost, so I'm all for it. Not having to do that anytime soon. <laughs> well, we won't take any bets on this then. Yeah. Uh, Champions League is then Saturday, two p.m. Uh, obviously, Spurs versus uh, the other team. Uh, um, I'll be at the black heart for this. Uh, and Would I'm, you be in full or, kit? Uh, I I, full kit so I only I know I don't have a full kit wanker. Uh, I lost my shorts somewhere. Okay, I, that would be awesome. Would oh, that be in the lost and found at black heart? Your shorts? Yeah, yeah. Uh, everything is in there. Um, <laughs> it's like the Bermuda Triangle. Scarf. So, any? Do you guys have any other any other uh, um, around the world uh, soccer notes you want to hit? Um, the U.S. women you, you US mentioned women played, played yeah, they, uh, they beat Mexico. Uh, if um, I, I don't was, know, yeah. I think San, uh, Santiago, the, girl, the Mexican goalkeeper, even though she had an error that led to the first goal. Um, after that, it was pretty much like amazing saves one after the other. So, so I hope there was some scouting going along around that. And it's interesting it, that you're praising a keeper who gave up three goals, but. <laughs> I guess well, it's not I guess the it keeper like that gives up three goals. Yeah, your yeah. defense that lets them in. Yeah. So I think you know. I mean, you can't you can't all blame it all on the keeper. So, but I think for for our young squad that they have, it's it's intriguing what's what what they might be able to do. So, uh, Tigres won Clausura Liga MX yes. yesterday. Kind of a anticlimactic second leg, but they yeah, had it was their, like I had, <laughs> but they had their one goal from the first leg, and that's did, all they needed. Did so. Gignac play? Uh, good question. That's a good question. That would be your Sorry. neck of the woods because you have the whole family who I, watches the Mexican league on your side. Only a few of them. Like Santos doesn't, and Jason. Jason was a Leon guy, so he wasn't too thrilled. But I mean, how, I just, I just am amazed at how good of a signing Gignac has been for them. And I know he's not the whole reason that they're good because they've got many good players. But he's just 
remarkable. Yeah. yeah. New kits for the uh, Copa America were released, so that's always exciting. Are they going to wear that black Peru one? I think so. Oh, that is a dope Wait, ass this kit. To me. <laughs> oh, what? You haven't seen it? It's no. really no, cool. No, Eric was like tagging me on. And it's, 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 it's a black and then with the red sash. And it's it looks really 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 nice. It is. It's pretty. And awesome. like you know, the Peru always like they make a whole commercial out of this whole thing. So, yep, yeah, that's, that's it. it. Oh. Yep, they make a whole com- like they make a commercial every time they release new kits. So it's like a whole commercial about. And I was like, oh wow, we're watching this, and I was like, ah, that's pretty good. But at the same time, you know, I have to send out prayers and and good thoughts to all the people in northern Peru because they yeah. had an earthquake. Mm. Not too, not too long ago. Um, so, so it's always something, you know, going on. So hopefully everybody else is, is digging out, and you know, uh, hopefully we'll be rebuilding soon. So, um, on that note, let's uh, take a break. Come back and do Minnesota United. <laughs> Here we are, fifty-five-one podcast. Uh, before we get to the Minnesota United game, I, I love that um, our man, the uh, the obsessive uh, scout uh, Mark Fangmeyer, uh, was talking about how he he believes or he knows that the team has been scouting South Af- uh, South Korea and and France for uh, and uh, so that that led to like a thread of people being like, well, what about this guy? This guy, uh, yeah. I'm, our, I'm, little, our little Varys. The rabbit I'm hole. All, I'm birds. all for rabbit obsessive, holes. stupid conversations like that. <laughs> uh, so Minnesota won, won nothing, uh, six wins on the season, which means it was Grant Wall Day. Yeah. Um, His lovely wife getting in on the yeah. digs, just awesome. Yeah, yeah, holding up the you-know-nothing Grant Wall scarf. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so... The the biggest change for this was obviously Hassani Dotson uh, playing at left back. What a day for that um, game! You had uh, the the rest of the team pretty pretty much what we've seen. Icaparo was on the bench, uh, did come in later. Yep. So uh, even for as, as brief as it was, why don't you start me with uh, with who 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 played particularly well? Who stood out to you? I mean, you got to say Dotson, man. I mean, what a debut and. To, to first of all, earn it. I mean, he had a great match at against uh, Berlin in that friendly. Yep. Full disclosure, I only got to see about a half hour of it, but I heard from everybody. He, uh, he played. He played right back in that game, and you know, was up against uh, uh, Solomon Kalou. Right. So, and everybody was singing his praises, and from the little bit that I saw, I was also impressed. And you know. We'd always heap praise on Adrian Heath, but good on him and the coaching staff to recognize that and reward him and give him a shot. I thought maybe in the first five, ten minutes, he was a little shaky, kind of getting his footing, kind of getting the flow, getting the vibe. I think he got beat maybe once or twice, but then after that, man, he was solid. He had some great. I counted five, but you counted five. Yeah, fair enough. Um, but he was. I thought but he was he, really it, good, and he was up against Romel Kyoto, who yep. is. Oh man, uh, that know, guy! Is just... I mean, it should have been normal day. It would be Elise over there. Um, Elise was injured, uh, yes. but still, Kyoto is is you know just as dangerous. Um, He's so like big. Like I thought, you know, you know, I always say that Angel's a big person, but this guy's just like is big. And the way that he him who was he? He was going against Angelo. Then he was Ethan. And then Miguel, mm. like he was trying to battle everybody. Yeah. Like, 
And so that was that was interesting to watch. But I mean, I think Dotson had a had a had a decent game for the position that he was put in. I don't particularly feel that you know that's where he should be. Um, but I I think that's a position. P- he can positionally, play. you mean that's yeah. where he should be? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's a right-footed player, uh, often uh, I think described by the team or, or scouted by him as a, a defensive midfielder who then like was, you know. Maybe he can sneak in as a right back, and then he gets his first start, and it's as a left back, which yep. is, you know, which can the- be a little bit problematic. But I think uh, what he did do well is is just, um, not only staying in his zone, but also marking up, and by that yep. mean just just make sure that the person didn't have enough chance to to turn. But you know, like like you know, but he got beat a bunch of times, you know, and then when he did get beat. That's where um, Miguel was, was 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 there to support. And you, if you notice that through all these games, we haven't had a left back or a left back injury. Is that Miguel has more of a defensive role than before? And uh, unless the summer transfer brings us someone who is like you know another uh, amazing signing defensively, uh, I I I see this as that being you know what what Miguel will be doing for the rest of the season. And who knows? Uh, who knows? His numbers probably won't be the same as last year, but at least we know he is providing support, like uh, to whoever's playing in that. He's role. still consistently getting on the attack, though. I mean, man, he had some great chances. No, he had some chances, right? But th- at the same time, he's not going to have that many chances anymore if he keeps on having to be the support person for that left side. So, um, Scott Menk asks, "Do you see Dotson getting more playing time after his performance this week?" Um, to, to ask that more specifically. Uh, let's say you know we we will have met near gone right I think I think there's yeah, a group of guys who will yeah. be gone uh, for three games I think the second the eighth and the twenty ninth yeah but isn't uh, he'll be at the but African. did, did Metinier sure. get like a four is he is his fourth uh, yellow yellow yes so he a will fifth, be at fifth. the Atlanta so, game so yeah right? so he he yeah, will be out for the Atlanta there. game and I'm not sure who leaves when so um uh, don't quote me on who who's going to be out but. You know, we're looking at a, a situation where we may only have, or we have literally no fullbacks that, that can play. I don't know, you know, uh, Eric Miller's got that quad uh, injury that they haven't said much about. Uh, Chase Gasper and Carter Manley are, uh, you know, I don't know the extent of their injuries. That's a little scary. <laughs> when you put it like that. So I wonder, I wonder if it's... You know, um, uh, you know, you wonder if there's a way to then put uh, if Icopar's fit, you know, have a three man back line, and then you've got uh, something like, um, y- you know, you can use wing backs, and then then it's a lot easier to use uh, Miguel as a wing back, right? Finley as a wing back, or Dotson, uh, depending on if we think that he he's got enough um, attacking yeah. pace there. But and, and, until we get uh, healthier, I think Dotson is going to have more chances to play uh, just because of the versatility of not only being a defensive midfielder, but being okay at um, at, at uh, the left or right back position. Yeah. So I think that's, that, that's fair. I mean, I think he's earned that. I also think sometimes he just needs to be, needs to communicate a little bit more, but that comes with playing the position more and more. I mean, uh, and um, just not pushing up as much as, as he needs to be sometimes to be part of that offense. But Old habits die hard, so I I don't really put much against him. I think he did a decent job. I also thought, um, you know, Boxel and and Coleman were 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 communicating Coleman, a lot Coleman more than great. before. Yeah, and I Both. think that's that's uh, that you know if 
whenever any anyone gets benched, you always think about how are they going to react, right? How are they yeah. going mm-hmm. to be able to come back on the field? And I think uh, Boxwell and all of them have been the most who's taking on the challenge. Um, and so far is 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 part of a uh, you know two clean sheets. So so good for him and and. Cute do, kid, do, by the way. Cute do, kid. Do you do you think, um, you know, against Atlanta? Let's say they go with two man back line. Icopara's fit. Do you, do you put Icopara back in, even though Boxall just had two clean sheets in a row? I mean, man, it depends on how he's feeling, and I mean, they're the ones that know better than we do. Maybe he gets a little bit more playing time, but I would hesitate to start him at this point. I guess Ike or Boxall. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean. It's hard to it's hard to uh, when you've got three center backs who are all playing very well right now. Um, it's hard to say what you do. You know, uh, yeah. uh, do you put Boxell back on the bench even though he has played well? How does that work? It's it, that's a well, it's a good problem to have if they can start to rotate him like that. yeah, that's, and that's, that's and if he thing. can get Boxell to buy in with the idea that look, you know, you will be played this season as well, and mm-hmm. not have him, you know, if he benches him for Wednesday. Not have him re- react poorly, right? Um, right, and and you look at the you know at, at who we're facing, right? I mean, is is Barco playing? Uh, I think Barco is out. He's okay. he's at the cup. He's playing. Yeah, in he's in U twenty. That's what I yeah. thought. Yeah. So Barco is, is 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 you know that would be my main concern mostly. Um, I think um, Joseph is is doing good, but I think the that whole offense revolves on how how Barco and and PT are beginning to connect passes and be more aware. But yeah, I mean, who do you want? Do you want do you, do you want someone who is willing to you know put a body on somebody, or do you want someone who can recover with speed? So that really depends yeah. on on who who it is. I mean, um, so yeah. So if Ike is healthy, I would prefer Ike out there. But I also see um, how he would how he can be used in a, in, in the later phases of a game where. Where you either have a zero zero going, or you know you're up one nothing, where you just want to bring him in to secure the backlight and start playing maybe with five in the back. I don't yeah. know. So just plug everyone in. So um, a couple of players who I, I want to hear more in your thoughts of who yeah. played well or, or didn't. Uh, I thought um, going back and rewatching, uh, I thought Darwin had a really good game, um, particularly the first sixty minutes. Uh, he just was doing a lot more connection with the other players. He looks like he desperately is going to strangle someone if he doesn't get a goal. <laughs> I didn't realize how close that first one was. I, I yeah, caught it on with the, the, we, live when we were watching it, and it's on the o- yeah, other yeah. side. You just don't see those fine details. Yeah, that, that was in the, the fifth minute. Yeah, um, right away. Finley had a great run into the box. He cuts it back for Darwin, who like kind of volleys it to himself right off and the turns, yep. and, and it hits the bar. Just, um, oh, so close. Uh, the the other person I thought who looked really good uh, is Ethan Finley. Yeah. I thought that he looked really dangerous and really attacking. Yep. Uh, it, it was very obvious that Houston have two uh, old fullbacks back there. Um, uh, Demarcus Beasley and uh, and AJ De La Garza are uh, both o- older. Yeah, I, was, I felt bad was, when no, the, I, the I, AARP chance started yeah. going, and I was like, "Guys, man, come on, homie's retiring. Give him a break." Yeah, <laughs> he did. I definitely he, started that one. <laughs> way to go! What an asshole! <laughs> but as I, you know, like I was nice to finally see, you know, like I've never really gotten to see Demarcus play, so I was nice to finally be able to see him. And, and then I know, like the, I went with um, 
with Giselle, Gold Talisman, and Isa, Isa Watch, and my dad. We all went to the game. My dad went to the first, one of the first games, that home games. Um, and when he walked out, he goes, this team's terrible. Right? That's the first game that he said to me. <laughs> and then when we walked out, the second game, he's like, they, they've improved much better. But um, whoever is that person that can't shoot, uh, needs to not shoot anymore or, or needs to figure out um, how to like, shoot better. Which one? Oh, that was Gregush. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, Gregush had that header in like the 12th minute where um, he's open toward the top of the box. And I mean, he was just just put straight on it, yeah. put it down. Like to the ground. He had so much to do and he just put it 30 feet in the air. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, Gold Talisman was telling me that was a bad cross, and I was like, "Why is it a bad cross?" And he goes, "Because it's not to the player's like body," and and so I was like, "Nobody else could have gotten at it." And she was like, "Well, Gregor's the only reason Gregor's got it is because he jumped up. He wasn't even trying to even aim for the ball." And I was like, "All right." So, anyways, yeah, I thought Gregor's had a, a much decent game, but I think overall, I mean, every time he gets the ball, he's got to be trying to in that box, at least trying to shoot. And Darwin was was. He's had two good games um, where he's trying to create in through balls, specifically that through ball through Finley that he well, yeah, should have scored. The yeah. back heel that yep. Finley, this is in the second half, back heel that Finley mm-hmm. put high. That was superb. He had a couple of those really good connections with Miguel, with Finley. Um, not, uh, there was one with Angelo that was okay. Um, again, though, that that part of the attack, he and... He and Angelo, they are buddies, they right? Are. Oh yeah, they they chit chat the whole time in the locker no, they, room. No, yeah, but at the same time, I just I don't I don't feel any chemistry between the two. It's yeah, like, chemistry on the pitch versus chemistry do Vianato. Right, and not saying that Dunlady is any better either. So no, um, I got I have a lot of Aussie written down here too, just doing Aussie things. I mean, he was he was doing a lot of cleanup and possession and just doing what he does. Yeah. I mean, we we've talked about how um, we, the debate of uh, has Ike been the most important part of the defense? Ozzy, you you sub in, you sub out Ike, right. and the team is still He's still really controlling and doing well. And you got to you got to then say like, well, the common denominator here is Brent Coleman. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I know it's Ozzy. I mean, nice. and not not which is not to diminish uh, how effective Ike has been as well, but you know the. The amount that players like Boxall, like Coleman, have been lifted up, yeah. uh, just with with the chemistry, with the co- communication, but also just with the with the, when they're all working together as a unit, uh, how much better they are in individually. Well, we talked then. about leadership and the lack yeah. thereof mm-hmm. when some guy named Zalvo, I think, was his yeah. name, was there, and yeah. and the difference. Zalvo, Frankie, yeah, whatever that one guy. Um, but just the clear visible difference with somebody yeah. that holds everybody accountable and is like this is the way it's going to be this is what i'm expecting no i i, I totally agree with you on that i think uh, both boxo and kalman have experienced a couple of games what it's like to have someone who you know who leads by example and when that person's out they understand how they're supposed to work as a unit and 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 you know it's it's been working it's been working it's working it's been working these last couple of games and i hope you know especially kalman gets um has some sort of bonus bonus in his contract for how many games he started so far because he, no he has no a boner in his contract. Uh, <laughs> well, he picked it up. Yeah, he picked it up. Um, but anyways, I just think that also, um, congratulations to to Coleman for making the yeah, reserve yeah. team on the uh, MLS team of the week. Team of the so week. Good. Uh, or Metner just lives now. Yeah, yes, yeah. Home. So uh, let's let's talk about the one guy who we have not mentioned, which is Roman uh, Metania. 
uh, who got the goal uh, just with putting it across. It gets deflected up, goes and hits the post and goes in. Uh, It was one of those I think a lot of people missed because it was just kind of like, nothing's going to happen here. And I was just watching, what the, what the, what the hell? What? Oh, like just freaking out. <laughs> Did you jump out of your seat when that happened? When the go ball went into the second post? We have no seats, sir. <laughs> Sorry. I, I jumped out of my pants is what I did. <laughs> uh, no, it was spectacular. I thought he also um, had a fantastic game uh, defensively as yep. well. Um, you know, every, every once in a while he'll get beat and then his, his ability to recover from that yeah. and then so quickly, you know, get it back from them is it, it, spectacular. Oh, and the moves too. The guy's yeah. got moves for, for oh, decades. Yeah. This, this mean, possession of Kyoto like, was so fun to watch from, from the corner side. Yeah. It was just whenever, whenever it happened, you're like, oh, Kyoto's going to make a move and he's going to get right by him. And nope, he would dispossess him. And Kyoto had this look like, come on, let me, let's just get one. Right. I just love watching him school fools like right on the line. Like I think they're gonna dispossess him, and then he'll just like either meg him or circle around. Or I mean, there's yeah, it's so much fun. His to first watch. touch is just it's just so <laughs> nice to so nice to see. But I also w- was hoping that because we all wanted him to score so bad, and I know Issa yeah. was wanting him to score so bad that when he did that, he would want. He would do the bebeto, right? Which is the, the typical oh, yeah, thing, yeah, yeah. you know. Yeah, but his celebration was still didn't. was still pretty well, awesome. I think he was still just thinking, like, "What the hell just Which happened?" happened? I mean, I mean, happened. I meant to do that. <laughs> I you know he he the look on I interpreted the look as yeah, that's what I do. But the, you know, so uh, I, I want to finish. Uh, I'm glad they gave it to him because the last one, yeah, yeah, the, yeah, the, 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 the Angelo Angelo's butt, yeah, yeah. Uh, butt hairs, exactly. Um, uh, I've got a little bit left here, but um, Austin Herman asks, how many goals should we have had on Saturday? Where will improved finishing come from? This is like every week, this type of question, but... Striker I, camp. Yeah, striker camp. That's I'll, the only thing I'm saying. I'll striker say, camp. I'll say um, uh, the our expected goals were 1.33, Houston's 1.17. Um, our, you know, we are, even though now we've had, what, the Seattle game, the DC United game, what was that goal? No, DC was at um, uh, sorry, DC was the butt cheek the butt, goal. Yep. Seattle, what was that goal? Do you remember off the top of your head? We've had a couple games now where it's just been like, get the goal, and it's kind of you feel a bit lucky that it that it actually wasn't happened. It a PK? No, wasn't no. Seattle Finley? No, Finley no. had his first one against uh, Columbus. Columbus. Yeah, Columbus. Right. So then, um, geez, who was that? It's all right. We, but the the moral of the the of this is we, we're getting these tight tight results. Uh, either the one one draw or the one nil. Um, but we are creating really good chances here. Uh, we are kind of, you know, we had probably two or three moments where you thought that would have been a goal. Metnir obviously was lucky. Are, are, are we being? You know, if if we're getting. Uh, the the goal and we're kind of still underperforming our expected goals. I, I can't. I don't think we can say we're being extremely lucky. But is that going to f- fail sometime soon? Man, that's that's a good question. I mean, I definitely could have seen the Finley one was right in front of us and watching him slide and just barely miss the 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 post and get it into the net was it was so close that should have been a goal and I didn't realize like going we'd already discussed it but I didn't realize how close that Darwin was. So yeah. early in the fifth yeah. minute, that probably should have been one as well. So I mean, that's three. I think our our, our problem has not been you know creating opportunities because we do that. Just the finishing aspect of it um, that 
we need to we need to improve on. I think. I think also Darwin is 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 understanding a little. I'm hoping he's understanding more how to use Finley, and they should know how to use anybody else. And I just don't know um, how um, how him and Angela are connecting on the field. Besides just you know being buddies and talking to each other after one of them gets fouled. Or the other gets fouled and just trying to figure just out how that in the works. Locker room. Yeah, I know. I mean, I mean, Darwin needs to shoot more. Just, and I know that his thing is to dribble and try to dribble through thirteen people and then try to come up with something amazing. But I just want him to shoot. Yeah, like get well, the he, ball outside the twenty. He had one shot like that outside outside the box and he shot it and it was on target. And I was like, okay, at least he's shooting that way. But you know, uh, then there were other times this match where. He should have picked out one of his buddies, and you know that, yeah. that late one where he tried to shoot at where he had zero angle to score. Yeah, like, put it. What are you doing? Why are you chipping? What are That's you right, doing? That's right. He just chipped it. Yeah, ever since yeah. last year when he chipped three goals in, he's just been trying to chip a lot. Yeah. I'm like, okay, I get yeah. it, but just you know, it's like a guy with a catchphrase, right? You know, it's like okay, you don't. Here you don't it need comes. To, Is everybody ready? Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, one thing I do want to mention, and <laughs> just like last week, although. Angelo still isn't necessarily getting it done. Not even necessarily. He's not getting it done offensively. He once again had some great defensive clearances in this match. I think there were one was a free kick and one was a corner, and he got on that ball and got it out of there right away. There's just one specifically put, put the man he, in midfield. The, yeah. back. He took the ball. He took the ball out the wing, and Kyoto was pressuring him. So here's the two big physical yep. people going at it, and like he starts pushing him because. And then Kyoto just doesn't even move. He just starts pushing him back and then going at it. And they're just bouncing up each other. Those are two bodies there. Yeah, like the it's same. just like two immobile, immobile objects. Something's yeah. going to happen, right? So so we all know that, you know, uh, uh, Angelo is, is not going to dribble around somebody. He's going to try to dribble through it. So as he tries to take the ball around, he just winds up and just blasts the ball straight at <laughs> Kyoto. It just bounces off of him like nothing. And they just look at each other and they stare at each other and then... And then Angela just ran off, and I was like, "Wow, something's gonna happen here." And that's when like Finley started getting got in with uh, Kyoto, and then eat, and then and then Miguel, he like really got into. Oh his yeah, face. yeah, that's right. Yes. And I was like, "Wow," I was like, "This is really gonna." They kind of. And then because the offense tripped him was, up out of bounds, yeah, and he immediately got on his feet and was. Woof, oh, that's right. In yeah, his, in oh, his face. I love when Miguel gets mad. <laughs> and so as long as he doesn't though. get red card. <laughs> right, right, right. Because Kyoto was was the you know they were attacking mostly through him, right? That's where the offense was going. With no LS being there, I mean, this gives you a a view of what it's like if the Hondureño is oh both of them Hondureño are, are are out of the picture within the World Cup. So I mean during the Gold Cup, so that should be interesting to figure out. So um, we've got Wednesday, 6 p.m., uh, and then we've got Sunday, 3 p.m., I believe, against Philadelphia. Wednesday's against Atlanta. Um, Atlanta are finally uh, on a roll. They lost this past weekend, but they had, I think, five wins in a row. They did. Philadelphia have been spectacular this year, but yeah. they, they just lost. Um, both these teams hard are... to predict. They're, they're both very different style yeah. teams. Um uh, and you know we are down to uh, uh, the 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 dregs with our players. No offense to the players who are out there, but you know we were never a deep team, and now we're uh, have, really seeing it. Do you uh, do you guys have hopes for this? I mean, man, away away is always tough, uh, specifically on an opponent an opponent like Atlanta, who is now beginning to understand how to use their their new players, and so. I mean, I think PT 
and company and Joseph are are are, are going to be the 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 main focal attack of what they're going to do. They're going to dictate what happens in that in that field. And that's what my only concern is 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 how who are we going to line up as our as our center backs, right? Mm. Because we all know that Joseph can 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 run through call. And How run about our fullbacks, man? We're yeah, mentalists. I mean, <laughs> we're gonna have no room in there. So, like, what 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 do you do? You do you try? Do you try um, Dotson again, and then hopefully find someone else who will be willing to play the other side? I mean, it's, I'm more concerned about that than our center backs. Yeah. So, well, you do. It is a game where if Ike is fit, you'd want him there because he has the pace to. Uh, to play Joseph. You know, in this game, it worked well not having Ike there because Coleman just man-marked Minotas the whole game and did a fantastic did. job Minotas. of it. But he's, that's what that's what Coleman can do. He can take a big man and take him out of the game. Joseph is a very different thing, you know, very different uh, type of player for uh, for Coleman to try to deal with and, and Boxall as well. Boxall is not extremely fast. Yeah. So I'd Ooh. like to see Ike, in, Ike there in some way, but... And, yeah, I, I mean know. it's a tough game. I think it's the uh, Brennan Derby. If think if we if, if we do zero zero, I'd be extremely happy with that. But yeah. I was gonna um, say I'm looking for a tie would be great. But I wouldn't one, be one. surprised if we lost at all. So yeah, uh, and then Philadelphia on on Sunday. Um, let's uh, we've got some questions, so let's uh, take a break and we'll come back and do the Twitter questions. <laughs> Okay, back on the 55.1 podcast, uh, always hit us up with questions with the, the hashtag 55.1 pod, um, but let's start with this. Um, uh, Nate Pence asks, uh, where are shooting boots? Is there a candle you can light uh, that will help? Uh, you know, I guess I will admit, you know, the newest candle is uh, Jerome Tisson, St. Jerome, uh, so maybe, maybe we need a, uh, I guess we can't have a St. Christian candle. Uh, Candle, but we could have a uh, Saint Melvin Tarley uh, or a Saint, uh, uh, you know, Amos McGee. Uh, oh, that I, would be a fun one. So I, I don't know. We'll, we'll Let's see. Let's get that I mean, going. You think? I mean, I don't know who who's going to inspire this, and it can't be Christian because uh, I think we should make a poll and then just yeah. do, have have next, Blackheart make a poll, candle. but the next yeah, what the next saint will be, and then have, make it a contest out of it. Uh, so Ian McClellan says, could Miguel play as our number ten, assuming he isn't there as left back, push DQ forward, etc. I guess I'll summarize this question of, uh, or the version I want to ask is, um, could Miguel be used differently to unlock the offense? Could you imagine rearranging where he is off of the left wing uh, to, to, make, uh, to make the attack be a bit more fluid? Hmm. Go away, Rick. I see you pondering. No, I'm, I'm, I am Are pondering. you pondering what I'm pondering? I mean, he's, he's not a natural 10, I guess is what I'm thinking. And I... I think of guys that stay more central that are really going to push that attack, and that's just not what Miguel does. He needs more freedom. Um, I there are guys I, who play that ten role in that way, though. Yeah, I mean, no, I mean, it's, it's uh, not maybe not the the kind of instant stereotype you think. No. It's not the traditional ten role you're asking. You're but, asking but, yeah, but I mean Darwin's not doing it either. So, um, and the, then the question is, if you've got Darwin, do you have Darwin up there with? Uh, Angelo, so you have two, right. you know, then you're like just loading the attack and, and, uh, and maybe that actually losing sound, the, the width. 
too bad to me. I like the idea of Darwin maybe being up a little bit more. I'm just hesitant about Miguel in more of a central role. I don't, I don't know. What if you had Darwin up top, Miguel uh, as a 10, uh, Molino on the left, Finley on the right? Angelo's on the bench. <laughs> I mean, I can dig it. I don't think it's going to happen, but I can dig it. <laughs> I think I think when we play a, a team that's defense is suspect, you know, you might want to be able to send more more width, play with more width to be able to attack more. So that might not be a bad idea. But I I would prefer like there always seems to be. I like to line up players like when, my own team who I know have connection with each other, yeah. like on the same side if possible. So like if my left back always looks for 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 my left wing, they can get it to my left forward. You know. Those three, those three connections are, are key. Always, someone is looking for someone. So, like, if you have, so if we have like a Miguel connecting with with uh, Darwin, then you need to find someone who's who's willing to look for for Miguel in that in that aspect. And that's how, that's how that's how I think we need to be working on these with that because Roman Metinier and Finley already have that connection. Yeah, they do. We're just missing that 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 next that that next step level. Who is that going to be? Right? Who who is Finley looking for? So you're also hesitant about it. Yeah, I'm hesitant, but at the same time, we're at a point where we're like, we need to try to figure something out. Like, who who would take his spot then? Who would be who would take that left wing if if he moved in to the ten, eight a ten ish? Hmm. Well, I mean, you got you Kevin. I mean, Kevin is healthy. Then you 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 can that's put him in. The I mean, the, the two of that's them the only really, option, yeah. really. Yeah. Uh, so um, I'm this uh, question comes from uh, Wes in in St. Paul. Um. <laughs> Hello, Minnesota, Minnesota have 1.62 points per game. That would put them in third in the East. It puts yeah. them eighth overall. Um, I think that we're seeing, you know, we're we're almost halfway through the season. You know, not not exactly, but uh, maybe forty percent. Um, are we at this uh, on the on the track where we are? We can feel a little bit better about Heath as coach. Um, take away the stupid things he says that drive us effing crazy. But like uh, what we're seeing on the pitch, are we seeing a little bit more? Uh, we're seeing results. You know, we're seeing fixing defense. I really appreciated the fact that he rewarded Dotson. I thought that was a great thing that I that I did not frankly expect. So I do give him props for that. I think, you know, I think, me and you, Wes, have always said, you know, let's we gotta wait till halfway through, like to that through that Gold Cup, to figure out mm-hmm. if he's if he's actually playing to where he needs to be playing at, right, or how he's how his coaching is is, is been up to it, and um and you prefer more goals, you prefer more like a four two or three two win, and I prefer more of a one zero. I don't know. I'm I am very excited when when I see them shut down a team like this. That is really fun to watch, and so, that's what the thing that was yeah. key about this win of all wins. Is this this is a, this is a fourth place team, yeah. uh, who was has been playing pretty decently, and we were able to to spread them out. I mean, if you really saw defensively, uh, when the ball was attacking either wing, like our our, our midfield was actually pressing, you know, or supporting. So Finley was doing a great job doing that, and so was uh, and so was Miguel. So I mean, I'm okay with with one zero wins. Uh, you know, you have to be you have to be lucky and you have to be good. Uh, we've been getting we've been getting to see what 
good looks like, at least for us, in that sense. I think what's interesting about the question, too, is <laughs> with, with Heath and the de- tactical decisions and things, it's, you know, for two years, we've been screaming and yelling about the defensive issues. It's like a teeter-totter. Mm-hmm. And now we've started, we've plugged some of those holes. We've fixed the defensive side. And it, the teeter-totter has gone to the other side. And now our offense is not firing on its full cylinders. So, I don't know. So... I mean, I don't think we've fixed the defensive issues it's at better. all. It's better, yes, but it's not. We're, we're not we haven't fixed it. But I mean, but the fact Dotson, that we have Dotson is not the so-called not the striker whisperer, and like like he mentioned, our our goal percentage is way low, and it's just and we're missing all those little opportunities. Right, uh, right. But you're winning. We're winning. Yeah, yeah. Winning uh, cures a lot of that stuff. Like if you keep winning, no one's gonna talk about. Talk about you know your that you're scoring goals of people's buttocks or of ricochets <laughs> yeah. or or of someone else's own goal. So right? let, let, me, was let me just take this also through just to, to talk about the record here. The, the we're in eighth in the supporter shield. We have we haven't played LAFC right yet no. this year. So LAFC are number one. Seattle we've we drew with. LA Galaxy are third. Uh, we drew with DC United are fourth. Beat them. We beat them. Uh, Philadelphia are fifth. We're Gotta about play. to face them. Yep. Houston Dynamo are sixth. Beat we beat them. Uh, New York Red Bulls are seventh. We beat them. Yep. Uh, I mean, that is that's pretty good. That's pretty good. I mean that that like the we have we have only we have not lost to any of the top the teams above us, um, and you know the LAFC obviously is going to be a really big challenge. Galaxy, that's the one. You mentioned Galaxy, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we did lose to them earlier. Yes. I was the only thing of the most recent. Yeah. Okay. So we, we, yeah. I I just, I'm very impressed with what I'm seeing now. And, um, and I I think it's worth revisiting the, I'm still Heath out, but like, you know, revisiting that and saying, like, all right, you know, like we said, we need to see this year. He's finally getting a chance. Um, and, you know, if we keep up this pace and finish, you know, finish with uh, these next two games here before the break are going to say a lot. I mean, if we if we can get a Tyra win at Atlanta and then win at home and go on to this break with mm-hmm. either one of those two scenarios, that's spectacular. Yeah, yeah. So it's a big question. You know, if we can stay fifth in this, you know, someone said, "How can we avoid LAFC?" Uh, or or the, the I guess the question, the next question is actually now that we beat Houston, are we the best in the West? <laughs> This is from uh, Sasha, who is a, uh, a Seattle Sounders fan as well. Uh, so he's, Rui Diaz, Golden Boot Watch. And uh, if not, how do we destroy Strike. or avoid LAFC? I don't know how we beat LAFC. I'm not smart enough. I'm, I'm an idiot. I don't think you can but, avoid But you, either, can, so. you can avoid them, uh, at least in the first, uh, by just keeping... Uh, keeping where we are in, in the playoffs. You know, that if you stay out of the sixth and seventh spot... You'll be able to uh, to avoid LAFC a bit more, mm-hmm. um, at least delay the the pain. You know, playing Houston Dynamo uh, in the in the playoffs as opposed to uh, um, LAFC LA. sure would yeah, be yeah. would be nice. Yeah. Um, so uh, next question is um, uh, from Chad. Uh, um, With all this money we have coming into the transfer window, what two positions do we need to address most? Um, We've talked about that before. Yeah, I, I mean, right now we'd have to say uh, left back yeah. and left wing. Sure, I think I still think striker. I know at least mm-hmm. I said that earlier too, and I, I tend to be in agreement. 
Yeah, I mean, I think they're, I think a left back, I think a defensive midfield, um, and I think a an attacking midfielder or a real a, a ten that actually uh, can play in there, are, are where where I think we can we can improve in. I think our forward situations, yep. as dire as it, as as it seems at the moment, at least you know. We have options that are are somewhat you know we, working. We have right. options, but nobody's scoring. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, when it's one nothing, you got to be able to create those opportunities. And I just I'm with I you mean, on left back though for sure. I think that's universal. That's yeah. priority. Yeah, I think everyone everyone involved knows that. Yeah. The the last couple of questions we have are kind of reiterating uh, points we've already gone over. So I'll just uh, I'll call it. Um, Thank you, guys. Uh, um, thank you for listening, everyone. And um, I forgot Isa watch notes. Do you have Isa watch notes? You yes, always I do. Forget I always forget Isa watch notes because she was so like she was at the game and she was like one of the funniest thing was when Ike was being introduced, right? And she just started screaming, Ike, on top of her lungs, like repeatedly to the point where like everybody in her small section turned around just looking at her yeah. <laughs> and i was just laughing at her and i was like yeah Get go it, for girl. it kid go yeah. for it right and so because she's a big Ike, Ike um just to go over some of her notes and i'll post these later on um so when she we had this conversation when we walked into the stadium she says i thought we were gonna lose you know mm. so, and um and so the passing we're getting better and the weird lineup, I was okay with it, but at the same time, I missed my OG lineup squad, except OG. for Calvo. And, and we can talk about the difference between Calvo and Calvo with games with Calvo and games without Calvo. So, oh, I have uh, that right here. <laughs> May I? Go for it. Uh, with Calvo in 60 games, seven clean sheets. Without Calvo in six games, four clean sheets. Whoa! <laughs> Shade! Oh, man. Shade! So passing y'all, we're getting there, right? Uh, so many missed opportunities. She was so mad, bro. To be honest, our wing defenders need some work. We kept our getting beat, but I also talked to her that the fact that we have, we have to be able to work with what we have, and we don't have much in that situation. So um, she said we were doing so well that I wanted to leave with ten minutes, and then we had to have a conversation that you can't leave <laughs> until the until the end because we would have missed the. Yeah. Uh, um, so. She says that Alonso uh, had a chance, had one chance, and so many times where he should have just shot the ball, but no. And that's something that that I've seen of of Alonso is just that he likes to distribute ball, the ball a lot more uh, than just to take a chance to shoot the ball from outside the box, even though we take, know he can shoot. He did take one of them that and it got blocked, but it was it was a good hard driven shot, mm-hmm, right? Um, I think. Uh, Boxo, I was very surprised. I was also confused because it looked like he was playing midfield, but he, but there he might have a chance to fight to a five man back. I don't know. He was decent. Also, his daughter also so cute. I also w- wish to poke her cheek just like so. Mm. Uh, <laughs> Woodbury, you know he played he played good. He's proud of him. He also kept everything under control. He does he does such a great job at his position. Why doesn't anyone praise him anymore? And, oh, oh, we do. But we are, you know. <laughs> but uh, at, the, at the end, I think from the beginning of the season, we always were talking like, you know, Coleman should not be your first choice, right? And right now he's playing as, yep. as, a, as a first he's choice. He's so played way better this year than yep. he did last mm-hmm. year, so good for him. Dotson, uh, he was actually, 
he wasn't actually that bad. I look forward to seeing him in the lineup again. He's almost he is almost Isawatch approved, but he's not just yet. Oh, so, so he needs to aim do high, that. Hassani. I know you <laughs> yeah. listen to this podcast. So Metanier, did you see his goal? In exclamation points, bro! I screamed totally, and she did. She turned around to me and like she was jumping up and down, like she was seeing the Backstreet Boys or something like that, right? Uh, and Gregorsh. So first note on Gregorsh: I'm about to roast him. Oh. Okay, so his shot wasn't even a shot. It was an it was an ugly through ball. He had the perfect setup, and he did, and he did. He had was a this perfect the header. Or the, the, no, this the is the shot. Yeah, the shot that went around. Yeah, that would look yeah. look like a through ball pass that like oh. totally deked everyone out. Uh, he had a perfect setup. What a waste! And just for that, he needs both special training and extra training just for shooting. He <laughs> specially needs to go to strike camp, camp just like everyone else. Jeez. Miguel, he played so good. I don't have any criticisms because that's how good he played. He is one of my top players. Um, so, Quintero, I don't know how many times I'm going to freaking say this, but he needs to pass the freaking ball like G's. All right. Uh, like G's, like indeed. Like G's. Uh, Ethan, he missed so many opportunities. I was so mad. He also needs major striker camp. Okay, well, we, we're getting into that. Uh, Ike. You should have seen how loud I screamed for Ike when he came on. So many people turned around and I looked at me like crazy. Well, I am, but we don't go there yet. <laughs> uh, as soon as he comes on for Schuler, he gets us an opportunity and misses. Like, geez, that's the 80th time this game. Come on, guys. That's it. She's oh, yeah, we didn't talk about Schuler's almost goal, too. Metanier oh, crossed it in, traps it with his chest one time. Yeah, he, it was kind of like almost like a, a, a replica of... Uh, of Alonso's goal because he leaned to set up that volley uh-huh. and he hit it pretty nicely. Oh yeah, and it's just just wide, just wide. So everyone who thought that that was the end of the podcast, <laughs> it, like already tuned out. There's like, there's like three of you left here. Uh, anyway, uh, thanks to the Easton notes. Thanks, Easton watch. Uh, thank you for listening. I've, I've like every week at the bar, uh, a few people come up to me and like just tell me how much they love the podcast and it means a lot to me. Uh, it means a lot to just meet people and just that, you know, this guy was up from uh, Nebraska and he wow. had just got a internship with the Chicago Red Stars. And so he just wanted to meet me and chat with me. And it was just like, it was super cool. It was great meeting people like that. Um, and, uh, and it's, yeah, it's very fun seeing people. I know very fun about Nebraska. Seeing you guys and talking soccer with you. I love it. Thank oh, you. Yeah. Likewise, and you get to meet likewise. my dad. I did get to meet your dad. Yes. And yes. thank him for introducing me to Pisco. And the funniest thing, and he goes, who is that person? <laughs> <laughs> he said, thank you. And he goes, who is that person? And I go, oh, that's, that's Wes, the person that owns the bar. You remember when you taught me, you were talking about making Chilcanos? He goes, they have a chilcano. They have a version of a chilcano at their at his bar. He's like, "Oh, well, we're gonna have to go." <laughs> <laughs> oh man, your dad is the best. Oh, find all right. him at Palmer sometime. All right, oh, everybody. Yes, Palmer's days are over. But yes, we might see you at Blackheart. Adios, compas. Ciao. Peace.